Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our sports. My name is Kevin Wilson. Uh, my co-host, John Cole, is on vacation. Uh, he won't be with us for uh, today or next Sunday, but he will be back. He will be calling in uh, with us. Uh, today we have a monumental show. Uh, we're going to have at exactly 5.10 p.m. the legendary Craig LeBan from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, he's going to be uh, on the phone with us at exactly 5.10 p.m. Also in studio, we have John Howard Fusco. He is the author of The Culinary History of Cape May, available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. And our very special guest this week is the crew, the owner and the chef from Masala Kitchen at 1211 Walnut Street, some of the best Indian cuisine you can get in the city. Uh, say hello, guys. Hey, hi. Uh, my name is Arjun. Uh, I'm a chef of the Masala Kitchen. Uh, this is Vaisha. Uh, I'm the owner of the Masala Kitchen. And we're going to be talking Indian cuisine today. We're also going to be talking... I'm going to show you the best places uh, that you can go to for Thanksgiving. This is episode number 12. And just a few days we're right, uh, is going to be Thanksgiving Day. I'm going to give you some tips on where to go for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going to give you a tip on a place that gives out a complimentary Thanksgiving dinner for, ah. the, for the industry people. Well, there this, you go. This is Dining on a Dime. We're trying to save you money. We're going to have a lot of new listeners to this show because we're going to have Craig LeBan on. I just want everyone to know the goal of our show is uh, to teach you how to eat out well and where to eat out well on a very low budget. That's why we have the song at the beginning of the show and we have the announcer, our, our announcer, William. Uh, the purpose of our show, which separates us from other food shows, is that we are more focused on your wallet. Uh, we are also looking for the best value. That doesn't mean every week we talk about, you know, lunch specials or whatever. We teach you about great places that you can go get a nice meal at a very good price. So the difference, what separates us from other restaurant and food shows is that we're worried about your wallet. So when you tune in every week, you're going to learn something uh, that's going to help your wallet. Also... Uh, every four episodes, we break down Center City, Philadelphia, and we do that to uh, to help our listeners who work, visit, or live in the area, and we teach them what places in a six-block radius of uh, Center City where you can get a good meal at a good price. Uh, we've done front to sixth, and we've covered sixth to broad December 2nd. We will be going into the Rittenhouse area. We're going to teach you the best restaurants if you work in that area or you visit that area that you can go to and get a nice meal at a good price. That's the thing. That's what separates us from everybody else. We're worried about your wallet. I learn something every week when I listen to you guys. That's honestly, right. I really do. Yeah. John Fusco is a big fan yeah. of our show. Oh, absolutely. Last week we had a lot of fun. Episode 11. Go to wildfireradio.com. Uh, download episode 11. We had the Just Grubbing guys in here, and it was a great show. Uh, I'm still looking to get to Dad's. They recommended Dad's yep. for breakfast, and I'm still uh, looking for ways to get there. <laughs> uh, John, tell us about your book. We have a few minutes. Yeah, Culinary History of Cape May. The book came out last spring. Uh, it's telling about the history of Cape May through food. Uh it is the America's first seaside resort. It has a long history of being in the accommodation industry, so it has a lot to talk about in terms of the food. Uh, has a relationship, special relationship with Philadelphia. It goes back many, you know, a couple of centuries now. So, and a lot of people that uh, 
became culinary people in Philadelphia and they came over to Cape May during the 1800s and 1900s. So I uh, wanted to dig in more into the people. A lot of the books about Cape May talk about the architecture, the buildings, which makes sense because it's, it's a Victorian town. It's been well-preserved, but um, I really wanted to get into the food side of things. So uh, it's gotten um, you know good reaction to it, and I've been, been pretty proud of it and uh, working on another one. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, what's going on at Masala Kitchen? So the the basic, uh, the masala kitchen, I mean, we serve the Indian street food. Oh, okay. So we are not, we don't have any curry. So, you know, we have like a wraps, like cardi rolls, we call. Cardi rolls. Cardi okay. rolls. Uh, it's basically grab and go, easy to eat if, with over the meeting or whatever it is. Um, and the absolute best biryani is that how I tell biryani, biryani biryani oh my goodness it was so good I mean yeah. I c- and the chef needs uh, some applause because the <laughs> the way you presented that plate was as if I was at a five you know fine dining spot and uh, and uh, what I like about uh, Masala Kitchen twelve eleven Walnut Street uh, we're gonna dig in deep with these guys after we talk to Craig Laban. Uh, but I just want you guys to know that the finest Indian cuisine, and they match our show because you guys, you guys give good stuff for a good price. Right. Uh, so if you guys work near 1211 Walnut Street, that is your place. Uh, yep. And if you want to, you know, uh, I know a lot of vegetarians, that's a great spot to go. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people uh, on special diets, that's a great spot. Uh, so uh, we want to make sure you guys... Uh, masala, am I saying that right? Yep, that's right. Uh, masala <laughs> Kitchen, twelve uh, eleven Walnut Street. Uh, we're going to dig in deep with them after we talk to Craig Laban. Uh, we're about to get Craig on the phone now. Uh, I just want you guys to know uh, if you guys want to communicate with us, uh, dining on a dime at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do a lot of work. I'm exhausted every day because I, I update our Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search dining on a dime. Yeah. I update it with new photos every day. Okay, right now we have the legendary uh, food critic and drink columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, follow him at Craig Laban on Instagram, at Craig Laban on Twitter. Craig, how are you? Hey, Kevin. Thank you for having me. I am great. Oh, I'm so excited. It's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, uh, I want you to, we have a huge audience. A lot of our audience is bloggers and writers and food writers and stuff. Can you awesome. just tell them about this great ultimate dining guide for the 2018 version? Sure, sure, absolutely. This is, uh, we've been doing these, well, first of all, I've been at the Inquirer for a long time, for about 20 years. Oh, and, wow. You know, covered cover the restaurant scene any number of ways, but the last few years, we have been doing these sort of large magazine style dining guides that are supplements for our um, for our print subscribers, and there also is an online component to it that's complete as well uh, on Philly.coms, which is our online outlet. So you know, this is our third one, and every year we try to do something a little bit different. Uh, and this year, there's sort of two things going on in the ultimate dining guide. Um, I talked about my top 25 restaurants in the city. Um, but also the theme this year is sort of an homage to Philly classics. Um, these are sometimes the places that have you know been around a long time that don't get talked about sometimes because we're so obsessed with talking about all the amazing new restaurants that we have going on in Philadelphia, which is understandable considering so much that's happening. But um, the uh, so you know this guide covers um, it's new uh, came out in October and. It, got about 200 restaurants in it, you know, and some are featured more prominently than others, you know, between the top 25, which is, are not necessarily restaurants that are all are are classics. Some of them are, it turns out there's some overlap, Uh, but then uh, we have, you know, a whole lot of, you know, old time restaurants that are still, you know, that sort of define the Philadelphia flavor, you know, over the last Uh, century and they're survivors and they're, they're, they're sometimes uh, we don't think about them enough sometimes and uh it was a really great uh, opportunity for me to go back and revisit some places that um have been doing great work for a long time even becoming classics before our eyes you know when you're around for 20 years um you get to see new restaurants in your first year (laughs) that all of a sudden you wake up oh my god they're a classic 
you know, places like places like Avetri, you know, which which was you know started in 1998, which is the year that that I started writing for the Inquirer. And you you know you wake up and oh my gosh, you know that that's really a long time for a, a restaurant to be around. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Craig. Uh, one in one of your picks uh, for the uh, classics is Villa de Roma, uh, which I oh, thought yeah. I just love. I I think it's probably the best spot on Ninth uh, Avenue uh, or Ninth Street. Yeah, well, you know, Villa de Roma is um, a personal favorite and a family favorite of ours, and uh, it is you know what I what we refer to as sort of the red oh, red gravy Italian. Now, these are the restaurants that, that descend from the Italian-American tradition of the immigrants, you know, 100 years ago, who landed, you know, at the end of Washington Avenue Pier and, you know, didn't go far, you know, until they ended up in one of the rooming houses along 9th Street, uh, like Palumbo's or the Despino uh, rooming house, which became Ralph's, which is uh, obviously uh, our super old restaurant in its own right. These, um, the thing about Villa de Roma is that it is, it is, you know, run by the same family that has has owned it since nineteen since the mid nineteen sixties. I don't have the date right in front of mm. me. Uh, and these are the siblings. There's six siblings who are the children of the owners, and they're all in their sixties and seventies, and they still work together. And the whole <laughs> extended family works together, and everything is sort of made with care. Um, Basil DeLuca is one of the brothers, and he he's been making them every meatball by hand for twenty five years. Oh, wow! <laughs> we tried we tried to we tried to sort of calculate together. You know, it's a Basil, how many meatballs have you made? And he's like, we started doing the math, and he was like, you know, I think I've done about um, wait, I have the number right here, um, a million. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow! And it's not even, and it's not even in like an expression. It's like he really has made a million. <laughs> and you know, and the interesting thing, you know, when you talk to the people, this is one of the great things that for, that I got to do with this this issue is really talk to some of these folks who are in the kitchen doing, you know, they're artisans at like one thing, and they've been doing it for decades and there's you know there's no recipe for the meatballs at Villa de Roma. Oh wow. You know, uh, uh Basil was taught these meatballs by a chef named Cuz. <laughs> um and then he's been he's been doing it ever since and then he's taught his daughter and he's got his granddaughter now in the kitchen. There's a wonderful picture of him and his gra- he and his uh his granddaughter making the meatballs oh, together. Wow. Um, and, and I, and I said, well, you know, how do you translate the recipe? He says, well, there's no recipe, but when we add pecorino, we figured that, you know, she had to put in, like I, he says, I put pecorino in the, in my meatballs by the fistful. <laughs> and because my hands are bigger, she had to put more fistfuls of pecorino in to get the taste right. <laughs> That's great. And so like when you see a recipe for Villa de Roma meatballs, it's like, you got to have that little, uh, <laughs> You gotta have the right hand, right size hand. That's right. (laughs) Hey, hey, Craig. uh, Listen, you know, you're wonderful to talk to people like that. Oh, and I'll tell you what, we're so honored to have you today. Uh, We have a lot of bloggers that listen to the show, and I want everybody. You have to read Craig's uh, columns because. Uh, if you want to learn how to do blogging right, I used to own phillyrestaurantreviews.com, and I would read Craig. And if you want to know oh, how to do it properly, if you want to know how to critique a restaurant properly, uh, Craig, I, uh, one, of my favorite, yeah. re- one of my favorite reviews of yours is Keen. <laughs> oh, poor Keen, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, if you guys want to learn how to critique a restaurant properly, you go to philly.com, look up Craig's uh a review of Keen, K-E-E-N, and that's how to properly critique a restaurant. Craig, I want you to talk about a little bit. We're not going to keep you long because I know you're doing me a favor. Uh, but I no, want you no, to, I'm happy to be on your show. I, Ask I, me whatever you'd like. I just want you to talk a little bit about uh, a place that I like. It's called My Mom's Polish Kitchen, and I know you. I think oh, that's yeah. I think that's in your uh, Polish section, uh, the uh, Port Richmond. You know, section. I mentioned it, and I have been to My Mom's, and um, these folks, um, these folks started as a food cart, and they, um, this couple has really, you know, they, they met, uh, they were sort of working in the Vetri universe in different corners, I think at Alaspina, and this couple met and decided to do a food cart <laughs> where um, they are hand-making, you know, you know pierogies and uh, golubki and um this cart is sort of was very popular, and they finally landed in a brick and mortar spot. 
in uh, Bridesburg. Um, and it's kind of a neat place. You should really go visit because it's, it's, it's part of a, it's, a, it's the front side of a commissary of a food truck uh, garage. So if you look behind the gate, there's like all these famous food trucks sort of parked back there and they do their commissary work in this kitchen. And there's a little restaurant on the front of it. And they've taken it over and it's so charming. And it's like this uh, rustic little like Polish lodge inside with knotty pine. And, <laughs> but um, the, they do some sort of, you know, kind of fun, you know, updated uh, pierogies. Like I think it was like a roast pork and cheese. And right. there was, uh, you know, cheesesteak pierogies and whatnot. But I, I, I think what's really interesting is if you just get the regular pierogies with a farmer's cheese and, uh, and mixed in, you can really see the craftsmanship mm. on those. On the dough is very delicate. Yep. Um, they're they're beautifully prepared uh, and and nice nicely presented on the plate. Her uh, the galupti, the stuffed cabbage is really excellent. Uh, you'll be hearing a little bit more from me on mom moms because I was really uh, really enjoyed it. This is traditional polish food that's kind of just updated just enough they serve a pickle soup uh, that's what i was like going to talk about yeah. <laughs> one of those funny soup. things that yeah it's really good and it's it's um a little tart you know and there's a lot of dill in there and it's a really good thing for cold weather and it reminds me also in that polish section um the polish dinner house over yes. on aramingo um it's like little, absolutely. There's a grandma, you know, cooking in the back of this tiny little kitchen, That's and right. she shuffles out with her slippers on, and her little That's silly true. visor cap, and she makes something called a rye soup, like a rye bread soup, um, and it's also kind of in the same genre, along with chicken tripe soup and other things you can't find anywhere mm. else. Um, but uh, there's a lot of uh, good traditional cooking going on in some of the neighborhoods outside of Center City, which is. Again, it's it's like something that you can really explore when you do a guide that sort of looks at sort of classics and not just what's trendy and hot and the latest new thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And Craig LeBan is the leading uh, expert. He's the greatest food critic of all time. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you got to stop And there, let me okay? tell you, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, talk, I, I was people on the bus because I take the bus. In fact, I live uh, three blocks from uh, the Polish kitchen in Port Richmond. And every, oh, wow, you do. Okay. Yeah, I, I was on the bus, and people will talk about Craig LeBan's articles on the bus. Like, do you hear what he said about that restaurant? <laughs> uh, no, oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, it's, a small world, it's, a small, it's a small world. It's good to be, you know, Philadelphia. It's good that people talk about him in Philadelphia, but you, you get outside city limits, and they well, don't know who I am. But, well, I'll uh, tell you what. You, that's the beauty of being a local newspaper critic. You know, you really connect with your local audience, and it's really yeah. about helping people, you know, understand where they live and what makes our city great, you know, through the lens of food and restaurants and the little businesses and, you know, the artisans who are, you know, kind of, you know, connecting with their, with their, with their customers. And, and to me, that intimate sort of accessible relationship that Philadelphians have with their neighborhoods and their local businesses is still what makes us such an exceptional place to live on the East Coast that's unlike anywhere else. No doubt. And uh, Craig LeBan's uh, 2018 Ultimate Dining Guide is outstanding. I couldn't recommend it more. I believe, can they go to philly.com slash store to get that? Yeah, that's the, if you go to philly.com slash store, there's a bunch of other things as well. But if you just scroll down a little bit, there's definitely uh, the dining guide is available for five ninety five. Oh my goodness! Add what a value! Cart, add another, give it away as a stocking stuffer, um, and hopefully it has a little staying power. People will use it all year long. I'm glad you said that because this is the best stocking stuffer. Exactly, uh, this is the perfect time of the year to and think he covers, about that. He covers everything. Yeah. One more thing, Craig. I appreciate your time. Sure, sure. One more thing. Yeah, uh, well, another Absolutely. favorite. Another favorite of mine uh, that you cover is the middle child. Uh, it's in, oh yeah, what a neat spot. Yeah, yeah. When did you tell us about that? Well, so middle child. Now let me let me hold on here a second because um, I I want to get make sure I get all the names right. Oh okay. Um, I think it's Matt. Yeah, Matt Kahn, right? Yeah. Uh, hold on. A um. So right here we go. So this is just like a. You know, the thing about middle child, so middle child is like really essentially like a breakfast lunch uh, spot right in the middle of the Jefferson, you know, restaurant district. 
you know, uh, business district. And it's a little slip of a place. It used to be a roast chicken shop, French roast chicken shop called uh, Roti, I believe. Yes. But in any case, Matt Kahn has sort of taken this little place and there's a little diner counter and he's updated um, a combination of sort of diner classics and deli things, um, homemade corned beef, house, you know, cured locks, um, just, and it, it's, it's sandwiches, um, but everything is sort of done with sort of heart and care, and, and it just feels homemade. And the reason I really connected with this restaurant to me is that, you know, the diner culture is disappearing in Philadelphia. You know, this sort of this counterculture, this place where you go and you sit at the counter with people you don't know, and it's, you know, homemade food at a, a fair price. Uh, that is really sort of disappearing as we have diners. Mm, absolutely. Sort of seeded this sort of with a few exceptions, this sort of homemade kind of credo of, you know, um, affordable food for the people, no you doubt. know? Uh, and so he sort of revived that on a small scale. Um, but I really love the flavors there. The, I think the corned beef is fabulous. And he does a, um, he does a breakfast sandwich where there's like this steamy corned beef on top of a, uh, an egg sandwich. And what about That's the, pretty darn good. What about the eggs? They're so fluffy there. <laughs> I've never had fluffier yeah, eggs. No, he's really, no, he's. They really do, and they and they 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 do a lot with a little there. They they don't even have a hood. Um, they <laughs> use the induction burners, which is really like you know. There's a whole new generation of restaurants. They're almost like they're almost like pop ups. You know, they're not even quite restaurants. You know, in in the traditional <laughs> true, sense, though. where you have a a grill and a hood. And there's a number of places that have been very creative. I mean, the original stock didn't have any hood either. Oh, wow. Um, they, they really did some interesting stuff just with a little burner and, um, and a panini press. That's what they do at, at Middle Child. And really, you know, when I look at a place like that, I'm, I'm a, a super impressed. But I also think, wow, you know, this, this is something that has a little room to grow um, as a restaurant. You know, if they were to sort of find a little bit more space somewhere right. and yeah, the you know, space tackle. Is there's certainly a few things. You know, one thing that I loved at Middle Child, and it sort of, I think, belies its sort of its you know generation, its millennial sort of genre is like you know, there's a lot of vegan options. Yes, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a there's a the fogey, the vegan fogey, yep, which is a really cool thing. It's kind of like an eggplant is a vegetarian is a vegan uh, hoagie, yep, but made with uh, you know eggplant that sort of it has the flavors of a deconstructed uh, bowl of pho, you know. Yes, uh, and I thought it was really clever. It's sort of nods to sort of the global palate i think that a lot of people eat with these days absolutely um the bread's the bread's very good you know every little every little ingredient is sort of thoughtfully put together and it's not an expensive restaurant absolutely it's just um done done well with a little heart and soul and you know and and i think it's neat i hope i hope it i hope it uh is a it turns out to be a good it's a small place you know right and i hope that they manage to find the crowd to sustain what they do for a long R- time right across the street from the hospital jefferson hospital yeah um craig absolutely. i i can't a lot of doctors there absolutely uh, 2018 Ultimate Dining Guide. Craig LeBan is our guest. Uh, Craig, uh, the funniest thing about Craig is like the best because my mom's Polish kitchen uh, that he just talked about is a place that you would think, oh, that's my hidden gem. That's my hidden gem. <laughs> it's in the Ultimate Dining Guide. You know what I mean? It's there there are no hidden gems. Like, I, I, like, I never like that term. Craig, <laughs> Craig is the best, and uh, this does make a perfect stocking stuffer. 2018 Ultimate Dining Guide. The holidays are coming. Uh, this is the perfect gift for any foodie. Uh, we have a lot of foodie bloggers, a lot of foodie writers. Thank you, sir. Oh, no problem. And uh, I want one more question. We have author John yeah. Fusco. John Fusco is an author of Hi, the. John. Hey, 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 Craig. How you doing? I, I, I couldn't I'm agree great. more with the things that Kevin has said. You know, and I think so even much. coming from a, a blogger standpoint, now I've done writing for other publications. I think we need food critics even more so nowadays yes. than even before. Um, with all the voices and all the noise with people and all the Instagramming stuff, uh, what's what's your challenge now as a writer? You know, what do you try to do now that maybe you didn't do before to try to stand out? Well, you know, uh, you know, fortunate because you know, you know, the Inquirer and and Philly dot com is definitely even though we're you know we're an old an old media company we're you know almost one hundred ninety years old. You know, we're still the largest sort of media voice in, in, in the mm-hmm. city by a lot by a yep. long shot. Yep. So, 
you know, between between you know, still four hundred thousand Sunday Sunday subscribers, and those newspapers touch, you know, more than one person. Uh, so you know, they get they did a survey once. They figured out that that my section in the paper gets touched by you know three quarters of a million people. That's you know, right. Every every week, yeah. those are just the print subscribers. And they talk about know, Craig on the bus. Really, <laughs> they talk right. about Craig on the bus. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the kidding. That happened. Yeah. The ultimate compliment. But, you know, so so I'm fortunate in that I feel like uh, that I still have an audience that that um, that reads me sort of, yep. you know, through the traditional outlet. But, we, you know, you have to be mindful that, you know, our audience is evolving and changing. And mm-hmm. the newspaper and the Philly.com has been very, I think, progressive in the last couple of years and trying to really think, you know, how do we reach the audiences that we we want to read, you know, reading us and that includes you know being very active in social media um which is a part of it it means making sure that you know um our stuff is 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 looks good online it looks and it's functional on mobile phones so like when we do something like a dining guide um you know i'm i'm just as proud of the online presentation of the Mm. dining guide as the print yeah that's right they're kind of different they're they're different creatures but uh you know i finished the print uh, part of this project two weeks before um, it came out and we spent two weeks basically recreating it and amplifying it and reimagining it as, a, as an online experience. So, you know, that's kind of uh, been our challenge, biggest challenge over the last few years yeah. to sort of be able to sort of, uh, you know, maximize our potential in that. And I work with some really talented people at the paper, you know, page designers and audience teams and, thinking about how do we spread the word uh, so that people can use this. Now, if you want to use the online guide, you know, if you're not, if you're not a subscriber to Philly.com, like a digital subscriber, you get like, I don't know, you know, five clicks a month. And then we ask you to subscribe because, you know, it's it's no longer free, which is a good thing because it's, you know, we, we put a lot of the resources into this content and that's worth something. But if you subscribe to digital, you can click, you know, forever. But we see it's very interesting because we are able to see who's using, who's reading what stories. Uh, we know what our audience is. We know how long they spend, you know, with this, with this uh, material. And it helps us kind of strategize to be able to get that content out there. So I approach, you know, what I do with restaurants the same as I always have as a reporter first. You know, I think of myself as a journalist, as a reporter mm-hmm. first, trying to tell stories um, about Philadelphia through the lens of food and restaurants. And, you know, I try to remain useful to my readers as a guide. And, you know, a key to that is being able to sort of go to restaurants and have the newspaper, you know, pay for my meals and sort of approach it the same way I always have, just to have a very independent sort of relationship uh, so that I don't have relationships with the people I cover. So you can. I think in the eyes of your readers, try to remain, you know, have to re- retain that integrity. I mean, so as impartial as possible. You know, whether, sure. or not, whether or not they agree with you, <laughs> uh, and nobody's going to agree with you 100% of the time, they sure. know they know that it's it's just like an opinion of somebody who's got no, you know, no relationship sort of clouding, clouding their view. Absolutely. And yeah. if you're a blogger, because we do have a large blogger audience, I strongly suggest you subscribe to Philly.com and read Craig's. Uh, critiques of restaurants. I did it when I uh, was blogging for my own website, Philly Restaurant Reviews, and I learned a lot just by watching his approach and watching his style. And just, just really, just reading really good writing. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just <laughs> really good writing. And uh, Craig, well, I, I think you go, you all should be. If you think about if you if you're a blogger, you know, and you you're, you are. Um, you should think of yourself as covering local culture, right? right? And you need to be informed about what's going on in your region. And there yeah. is no, I, I mean, there's a lot of news sources, but, you know, I think like we're the central fountain of all information in Philadelphia, <laughs> the, <laughs> Philly.com and the Inquirer. And you should, you know, the digital subscription is, is a whole lot less than the print subscription. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, people's habits have changed. You know, I know I, I read mobily and I read online yep. as much as I still get the paper. But it's it's a it's not a huge investment, but it's worth I think it's worthwhile, you know, in sort of educating yourself. Craig, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, the 2018 Ultimate Dining Guide, the legend himself, Craig Laban. Uh, it's available, perfect stocking stuffer. Uh, go and get one today. Thank you, Craig. I can't thank you enough for uh, doing this for us. 
It's my pleasure. It's so great to be on your show. Good luck with the show, and and uh, look forward to reading everybody's writing. Thank, Thank you so much, Craig. Have a great day. Thank you, Craig. All right. Cheers. Bye. That was the that legend was, that himself. Was great. Isn't that great? I could have listened yeah. to that for hours. I know. I, I, went, I, said, I said to Taylor, raise your hand in 10 minutes, because I can talk to Craig LeBan for days. You know, on it. There is no, in all, all kidding aside, there's no more uh, uh no more knowledge of restaurants in this area or you know than craig levan i mean he's yeah. just the old he's the legend and yeah. like i said if you're a blogger uh i strongly suggest you get the uh, craig levan's 2018 ultimate dining guide uh it's available everywhere it's only 5.95 it makes the perfect stocking stuffer if you're a parent and you know that your sons or daughters are, are foodies uh, that's the perfect stocking stuffer. Yeah. So I just want to thank Craig. Craig is the coolest guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, a guy at his status answers my email. You know what I mean? It just, yeah, it's and so you awesome. kind of felt like he would, if we wanted to hang him, hang, hang out for another half oh, hour, absolutely. he would have done it. Absolutely. He would have stayed here for <laughs> two hours. But I just want to but, thank Craig LeBan uh, for I, his... I really like that he's focusing on classic restaurants, too, because yes. we get so... I know in, in the blogger world, we get so caught up in the next shiny thing. That's right. We always get attracted to the next thing, and we forget what's good that's still good. Absolutely. You know, and, and needs to be mentioned. And another thing is, me and you are bloggers. We have uh, Philly Grubb. All these guys are bloggers. Uh, you can learn a lot from yes. reading Craig uh, Absolutely. online or in print. Uh, you can learn a lot on how to do things. All right. Our next move is to go to the emails. We're going to do emails, then we're going to get in-depth with Masala Kitchen. Uh, first, uh, once again, uh, guys, if you leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad, <laughs> we will read them on the next show. Okay? We actually got our first review on iTunes this week, and sure enough, as promised, I am going to read it. Now, I have told friends and family that we received this review on iTunes. They said in response, how much did you pay them? <laughs> I don't know this person. Okay. <laughs> All right. The uh, review on iTunes, it is a five-star review. Well, there you nice. go. It is written by a person who I don't know and I did not pay <laughs> uh, called International Foodie. All right. Here's the review. Ready? No one knows the Philadelphia and South Jersey food scene like Kevin Wilson and John Cole. They're going to give you their honest opinions on an establishment, good or bad. More importantly is that they make sure you're not breaking the bank mm. on a meal. One of the best shows out there right now. And you guys can see it for yourself. You I'm not making this up. <laughs> this is on iTunes. I did not pay anybody for that review. That is on iTunes. If you have iTunes, download it and you can read it. Okay, let's go. We're just going to do two emails so you guys can okay. uh, get started. All right. Uh, uh, let me see. I was going to read that one. I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to read that one. <laughs> Jay Cole's off today. I only like reading negative emails when Jay Cole is here. <laughs> one, a couple weeks ago, if you guys listened to episode 10, hysterically funny because Jay Cole was all worked up over a negative email. Uh. Okay. Uh, all right, dear Kevin and John, love the show. This is Carl in Ben Salem. Uh, love the show. Actually think that your introduction episode is your funniest episode yet. Keep up the great work. Uh, just so you guys know, if you go to uh, KJW1972 on Instagram, you will see uh, a couple hundred photos from the restaurants in Philadelphia and if you go to my profile at KJW1972 on Instagram, uh, you can connect to my author website and my Dining on a Dime website. And that introduction episode you can play right from my website. So if you want to only hear that one. Uh, this is Jen and Alni. Uh, dear guys, love your show. Good job with the podcast. And I'm not paying these people, I swear to you. My business is located in Center City, and I take my clients out to lunch and use your recommendations. And I have not only saved money, but the places you guys give are nice, they're clean, and really nice, so I'm not embarrassed to order their $8 lunch. <laughs> that's what we're here, really. I mean, that's what we're here for. I mean, that's what we're here. Okay, now the, uh, we have the owner and the chef of Masala Kitchen, 1211 Walnut Street. 
what do you think I'm going to ask you? Barani is what I had there. Is that that yeah? Barani, Briani, delicious. The best. I I mean, I've had it at other places. Believe it or not, loved it. Uh, What are the other top stuff on your menu? What else you guys do good? Uh, We have uh, chicken masala roll. Oh, nice. Uh, We have other is like uh, if the people like the spicy food, it's uh, we have a chicken kima. It's a ground chicken. Okay. And I'll say... Is that really spicy? Uh, not really spicy. Are they allowed to control the heat? Yeah. <laughs> they can? Can they control <laughs> yeah. the heat? Yeah. No, I'm saying, can you say, hey, look, uh, you know, just a little decibels now? I mean, it's not that spicy, but it's uh, on the spicier side. Do you wow. do you find that that's one barrier that people have to eating Indian? They, they think that everything is too spicy? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, because I do see many people, non-Indian especially, mm-hmm. they eat spicy as well. Good, good. More spicier than, I would say, Indian people as well, sometimes. So, they, the, our biryani is spicy. Uh-huh. We, before they buy it, I mean, you know, they order it, we say it's spicy. So if you can handle it, you oh, can. Okay. No, so you they give you a heads up. up front. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially me. I'm yeah. very sensitive. <laughs> so, uh, so if you go to Masala Kitchen, twelve eleven Walnut Street, uh, you can tell the guys, hey, you know, if it's is it spicy or not, and you'll tell them. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. And we have the hot sauce, which is really spicy. So. Oh, that's what I want to promote. Uh, you guys make your own uh, condiments. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what kind of condiments do you make? And that's, this is made by you guys. Yeah. So what, what are we the... We only have the white sauce and hot sauce. Nice. So what is the white sauce exactly? White sauce is basically a base of mayonnaise. And okay. put in some... Some seasoning, spices, some lemon, seasoning, lemon juice. Lemon and juice and all the stuff. Nice. Now, how did this come to be? Like, what made you make your own... How long have you been? You haven't been there that long, right? Um... We opened a masala kitchen in 2016. Okay. okay. So what made you decide to make your own sauces? Was it just something you prefer to have, or how did that come to be? I mean, we I had a restaurant before that as oh, well. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that makes so sense. So it's a pretty similar, but the uh, more on the healthier side, we okay. created this restaurant. Right. So that's... Can we go online to buy the sauce or just at your store, just at your restaurant? at the store for now. All right, so just so everyone knows, you yep. can go into Masala Kitchen, 1211 Walnut Street, and you can say, hey, look, I heard you have this outstanding white sauce and you have an outstanding hot sauce. I'd like to buy some, and then they can buy it. Right. That's fantastic. Mm. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so I was I was checking out the menu today because I haven't haven't been able to make it over now, yet. Now he's an expert. He'll no. Well, let's let's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's wait. Let's put that in quotes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed on your menu you had beef, and I immediately went, "Whoa, whoa! You have beef on your menu? Is that uh, based on uh, demand or? Because I know typically Indian restaurants don't have beef on the menu, right? Yeah, especially uh, in the Indian restaurant. Yes, yes. Uh, we actually never thought of that. <laughs> because, um, we, John, John's going a little bit deeper. Than I'm, I'm maybe digging a little deeper, but I just. I was, yeah. But that's interesting. That's I'm, a good I'm point, just though. used to seeing Indian restaurant menus, and you don't. Yeah, see, you don't see a beef. You, you'll, in you'll, you'll, especially no, in Indian. So Definitely. when we opened, I mean, we were thinking of opening uh, in Philly. So we were first thought like you know cheesesteak. Oh, sure. Okay. Made of beef. Yeah. 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 Right. So that's the. <laughs> The reason behind the beef tikka yeah. in the menu. It that may be hard sense. to sell a cheesesteak with goat. That may be, <laughs> may be tough to sell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, Jake Hall, by the way, is say, said he's going to call in, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's traveling. He's on vacation. I know he was somewhere in North Carolina based yeah. on his Instagram stuff. Much like <laughs> much like Ric Flair, he was doing the Carolinas. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. If he's able to, that'd be great. Um uh, so Masala Kitchen, twelve eleven Walnut Street. Uh, 
Do you guys have anything coming up, or is there any? Uh, we had a great event at your restaurant. It, right, was, right. it was a blogger versus the restaurant, and I thought that was fantastic. Oh, that's interesting. What a great idea! Because <laughs> a lot of blo- uh, by the way, I didn't say that to Craig, uh, but Craig Laban's a great cook. Yeah, yeah, you can follow him on Twitter at Craig Laban. Follow him on Instagram at Craig Laban. He's yeah, he's he a good is, follow, yep. and he's a great yep. follow because yep. he he cooks. He'll give you restaurants and this stuff. He's he's a great follow. Uh, do you guys have any other events coming up? Because we had a great time at your last event. <laughs> um, maybe in the couple of months. Nice. Yeah. And you guys were talking about that you guys are doing so well, right? That you're going, you're you're in thinking about expanding. Yeah, we are thinking of the expanding in possibility in the uh, university and mm. uh, written elsewhere. And Saint I'll tell you what. Could you could you come to Ocean County, New Jersey? <laughs> John lives down the shore. <laughs> hint, hint. That would that would be that would be really nice. <laughs> Let's talk about the great food you brought. What yes. exactly is this? It's a cotti roll, K A T I. Yeah. Roll. And what exactly is it? What like what is a cotti roll? Yeah, the cotti means like uh, stick. Hmm. You can see oh, the okay. Cotti okay. mean in Hindi, it's called a stick. Oh, and you okay. see the shape of the the roll is like, it's like stick. stick. Yeah, gotcha. it, it looks like a burrito. I mean, yeah, is that like kind of the, burrito, yeah. so? If you're, yeah. this is what these guys specialize in. You're not going to get better cotti rolls in 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 the state of Pennsylvania than you guys. So a cotti roll is basically it looks like a burrito, yeah. but it's filled with what? Like your choice of chicken, mm-hmm. veggies, um, beef, lamb. Um, we have paneer, which is Indian cottage cheese. Nice. Right. Um, potato, all the... And let me tell you what impresses me about your chef. <laughs> and let me tell you, and I, uh, I, tell, I, I talked about him for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I have an amazing burgani, okay, and notice how I have no control of that uh, language, uh, <laughs> but I enjoyed the presentation. Yeah. Uh, did you get... You went to... Uh, culinary school in India, you say? Yes, I do. Because I can tell, and John mm. knows, John, as, as me, John, and J. Cole, and Philly Grub, all these people that eat out, you, after a few years, you get to see who is trained and who is not trained. Mm. And that's by mm. the presentation of the plate. Yeah. And I, as soon as I saw his plate, I said, this guy is <laughs> He trained. knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He knows doing. business. <laughs> and it's a nice place. It's a nice place. You want, you know, if you have friends and family that want to go out and have a nice Indian cuisine. And, and let me tell you, when I announced that we were doing an Indian cuisine, a lot of people were like, wow, I love Indian cuisine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very popular uh, culinary. Uh, it is. And I think that people are starting to get the idea that, you know, India is a very large country. Right. It's not just one cuisine. Yeah, exactly. There's regions. Yeah, there so are. I think people get more more hip to that as well, right. which is nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, so when I go there, uh, tell tell the folks uh, what kind of other offerings you have, like on your menu. So we have really small menus actually. To to I mean the reason behind the small menu is to keep the food very focused yeah. and mm-hmm. very consistency. Smart. So that's why we kept really small menu, and in the whole menu we'll find only two things, which is cotti rolls, and we have very like four or five platters, mm-hmm. which is like biryani and chicken and rice and stuff like that. And chicken masala, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you, and if you work near uh, Masala Kitchen, twelve eleven Walnut Street, I I highly suggest the cotti rolls. They brought the guys brought some in for us. And it's it's a nice thing to get for lunch because you can transport. It looks like a burrito. Yeah. And you can, like, kind of grab and go because I know a lot of people in Center City are busy. They only yeah, have a yeah. short amount of time. Yeah. And sure I was part of the thinking was something that very quick they could yeah. carry with. Yeah, yeah. quick right. and carry. Actually, yeah. uh, the, when you go to the Indian restaurant, normally you have to sit and eat. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The history behind the Kati roll is, like, you can see we have different stuffing in there mm-hmm. and okay. the bread is there. Nice. Normally, people uh, knows okay when you go to the restaurant, Indian restaurant, there's a curry and uh, bread. Bread, right, right. right. So thing is, what when people in a rush, they don't have time to see any. Exactly. So yeah. in this concept, they convert into the kati roll. That's and right. I'll tell you right now, so, I love that idea because I can't tell you how many times myself I'm late for my train at you know right. on the suburban station. I gotta get something and go. Yeah. This is perfect. It's transportable. Yeah. Uh, that's actually how, and John's the historian in the group, but I believe that's how the cheesesteak was created. I think that was kind of like they were doing yeah. construction yes. down the street, right. and they wanted right. to 
get something to grab and go, uh, go. same thing with the Cotty Roll. K-A-T-I, just so everyone knows. <laughs> Actually, eight or nine years before when we tried to, we we, we were planning something, restaurant, so right. we're thinking, oh, what what we can do? Like Indian food, everybody knows, but right, we want right. to do something different. Sure, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so it's like uh, even Indian, uh, like an authentic and something like uh, Indian American. So right, our absolutely. menu is belong like that. If you see the menu, the chicken masala roll and kind of like Indian American, mm-hmm. but chicken khima, chicken biryani, aloo roll, and this type is completely Indian. Yeah, absolutely. Really Indian, Indian spice, Indian flavor, and that. So we, whenever the customer come, we always tell him, oh, this is the spicier thing. This Indian spice is not only the spice, not only the chili powder or chili flakes. It's about the all all condiments is yes. there. Yeah. The cinnamon in there, turmeric is there. So things are Indian food. Always people talking about the oh Indian spice or bread yeah. or something. But there's a few things if you see. There's a turmeric, coriander, uh, the ginger, garlic, all the healthier. Healthy Absolutely. stuff. Healthy stuff. Remove Fish. that word spicy out of the yeah, exactly. It. It's flavorful. Yeah. It's very Flav- flavorful. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. only say spicy, but as a chef, I tell you, this is uh, not only the spicier food you can eat today and next day you have a problem with stomach problem and this. Yeah. But I say this is a healthier food because yes. there is a ginger, yep. garlic, turmeric. Uh, yeah. You can see the now medical and all. They, they are going to use that. Things and I want people to know: Do not call me between six and six thirty because my mouth will be full <laughs> with candy roll. <laughs> uh, so unless you want me to be, unless you want me to be talking to you like, wah, 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 wah. Uh, well, I'm going to move on real quick and then we'll get back to you. Oh, yeah. tell the guys, tell everyone your social media. How can they get a hold of you? How can I find out more information about the Great Masala Kitchen at Twelve Eleven Walnut? Where can we find you? I, I know you're all over. Uh, social media. Yeah. What about Twitter? Twitter. At Masala Kitchen, I believe. It's Masala Kitchen Philly. Okay, great. And what about the website? I think you have a website. MasalaKitchenPhilly.com. All right. I want everyone to go to M-A-S-A-L-A KitchenPhilly.com. And I want you to get more uh, more info on the Cotty Rolls uh, I just want to move on real quick. Uh, this show is the show before Thanksgiving. Download us on iTunes tomorrow. Download us tonight, starting at 8 p.m. on wildfireradio.com. You can hear our great interview with the legendary Craig LeBan. You can hear about the guys from Masala Kitchen, 1211 Walnut Street. I just want to give a shout-out. It's Thanksgiving in, like, four days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out and some respect to Taproom on 19th, mm. uh, which is located at 2400 South 19th Street. Uh, every year they give out what's called an industry buffet. It's complimentary for industry workers. Uh, the the owner and his wife do a great job. I went there last year for Thanksgiving because our family, just so you know, I'm not a stepchild. Our family <laughs> celebrates our Thanksgiving Sunday before. Okay. Okay. So every year I enjoy going out for Thanksgiving to mm. a restaurant because in the restaurant world, uh, Thanksgiving is the Super Bowl. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially, you're not getting a day off, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, you're not getting a day off in the restaurant world. <laughs> yeah. So I want to give a shout-out to Taproom on 19th, 2400 South 19th Street. Every year they give out a complimentary buffet for the industry workers. Don't be cheap. Tip the bartender. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Don't go in there and say, man, I just got a free meal. You know what I mean? Uh, it, the spread they put out, I went there last year. And I'll tell you, it's just a wonderful spread. Homemade. The the owner, uh, Mike, and his wife, they cook it all, you know, the night before. Uh, it's a great buffet. It covers everything. They have turkey. They have all the sides. They have the dessert, uh, too. It's complimentary for the industry workers. Uh, they do it every year, and I just want to give them much respect. I think that's a good service to have because... People in that industry are doing twelve to fifteen hour days, yeah. especially oh, if yeah. you work. Especially if you work at a restaurant in a hotel. Sure. Oh, without a doubt. And that's one of the tips I'm going to give you if you guys are looking to go out for Thanksgiving dinner. Look at the hotels first. Mm. Delmonico's at the Hilton. You have Bourbon Blue. They're all open. Uh, Bank of Bourbon. I said Bourbon Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the 1970s soft rock. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you can find a uh, place open for Thanksgiving. Uh, every year. Uh, so anyway, th- that is a complimentary buffet. Mike and his wife, the day before, they put it out for the industry workers. Uh, that's a tap room on 19th, uh, 2400 South 19th Street. 
uh, in South Philly. Uh, now I'm going to give you the best spots for Thanksgiving dinner. They got to pay. <laughs> yeah, right. you know what I mean? They're like, yo, dude, I walked out. No, no, bud, you got to come back. That's not free. Uh, my first spot. I go out, like I said, every year. Our family has it the Sunday before, so I go out every year. My best Thanksgiving dinner, I hope my family's not listening, that I've ever had food-wise, was at the Valley Green Inn. Uh, it's at 7 Valley Green Road in Philadelphia. It's the only uh, restaurant, I believe, located in Fairmount Park. So it's in. you got to go to like uh, Henry Avenue and then walk down okay. the hill. I'll tell you what, thirty nine ninety nine. It was just uh, all kind, every meat you can think of. Mm. Uh, but here's the thing: the dessert table had like eight million things oh, on wow. the dessert table, <laughs> and I was like, "Did something happen to me? Am I in heaven?" I don't know. <laughs> it was just amazing. Uh, Valley Green Inn is the best Thanksgiving meal I've ever paid for, and it's only thirty nine ninety nine. Three different kinds of meats. Tons of food, tons of sides. Uh, the stuffing kept running out, but that's okay. Uh, I can understand. Uh, also, uh, when I think Thanksgiving dinner, if you're, and a lot of people are eating out, John. A lot of people. Over a lot the of last people do. Years. You know, I used to be a mindset that you know it needs to be at home, but you know what? A lot of different situations, and people are you know prefer to go out, and yeah. I think that's nothing wrong with that, as long as you're with family, as long as you're with others. Yeah, that's it. You know, and that's one, all that matters. One thing is one other spot you guys need to look at. Not only do you look at the hotels, uh, the restaurants inside the hotels, because trust me, they're all there and they're all working fifteen hours that day. <laughs> Uh, but you look at the Atlantic City casinos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you go to any of the casinos in Atlantic City, I got I, the steakhouse at Harris. I heard was closed. I don't know, uh, but I went there uh, in 2010. I only paid 39.99. It was a three course meal, but it was top of the line. Uh, it was a steakhouse at a Harris. I don't okay. know. I read online. Yelp said they were closed. I don't know. Yeah, but it was inside the Harris Casino. It was called the Steakhouse. I got a wonderful three-course meal uh, with the best butternut squash soup I've ever had uh, for just $39.99. That's on Thanksgiving Day. So the two tips I'm going to give you guys, uh, go to look at the hotels in your area. The restaurant in the hotel not only is going to be open, but they're going to be there 15 hours a day. <laughs> and look at the Atlantic City casinos. Mm. And uh, tip... Well, at Taproom on 19th, because they yes. have a complimentary buffet meant yeah. for industry workers. All right. John, what do you have going on? Uh, let's see. Well, Small I'm bites. Still got doing small bites, doing my regular uh, update on Philly news and Philly food news. Uh, still doing the Nightlife column for the Courier Post every nice. other week. Nice. Uh, just uh, finished one that's going to be coming out, talking about things going on on Black Friday. So oh. after you do your shopping, and go out and celebrate a little bit, nice. have a little fun, a little party. So there's restaurant activities on Black Friday? This is more, the Nightlife column is more about the bars and taverns scene okay. than about the restaurants. So, you know, there are a couple of places in South Jersey that are having some special Black Friday Events in the evening. That's interesting. Um, there's a couple in Atlantic. There's one in Atlantic City. There's one in Cherry Hill that are actually like, kind of like a, a dress dressed nicely kind of formal right. event, which I had never heard of. But and, it was really and the nightlife scene is booming the day before Thanksgiving. Correct? Yes, that was that was the previous column. Right. Uh, Thanksgiving evening has become like the big drinking holiday of the yes. year. <laughs> it's amazing. All of true. my intoxicated friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, every pretty much every bar will have a special event going on Thanksgiving Eve without question. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, you guys, the Cotty Rolls, uh, grab and go. Uh, yep. uh, let me ask you a question. Do you guys eat out at other places, other Indian cuisine? Do you have a favorite? or? Because I'll give you mine in a second. You guys have any place that you guys like to go? Mm, yes, uh, I like one of the place in New Jersey. Okay, uh, it's on. The, it's uh, we the, have a large New North, Jersey North, audience. It's in the North Brunswick, right? No, no, it's in South Brunswick. It's in okay. South okay. Brunswick. Its uh -huh. name is uh, Spice Rack. Oh, okay. Hmm. It That's was. Uh, it's really. It's good. on Twenty Seventh. I'll tell you what. These guys are the ultimate in, <laughs> Indian cuisine guys, so they're telling you to go to South Brunswick, you said? South Brunswick. South Brunswick's yeah. name is uh, Spice Rack. Right, and they are located, let's tell, uh, our guests are located at 1211 Walnut Street. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys work in that area and you want 
grab-and-go uh, Indian cuisine that is amazing. And like I said, don't call me between 6 and 6.30 because I'm going to be filled with cotty rolls. Uh, they brought us in a nice box of cotty rolls. Uh, if you call me, I'm going to be like Charlie Brown's, the Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, wah, He's going to be handing me the phone is what's going to happen. I'm going to be handing John the phone. But here's a couple of my recommendations besides Masala Kitchen, 1211 Walnut. My recommendations, if you want good Indian cuisine, I recommend Karma. It is at 246 Market Street. Uh, go to wildfireradio.com, download episode one, and we talk about karma. Uh, my second favorite is Laxmi at 4425 Main Street in Roxborough. I think it's Manny over there. They said Roxborough. Uh, has delicious Indian food. Uh, the garlic naan and samosas is great there. And my third pick for you guys, since this is an Indian cuisine slash Thanksgiving show, people are like, that doesn't even match. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's going to be whatever hey, I say. It's all food. It's all, <laughs> it's good. all food. <laughs> my third pick for Indian cuisine is New Delhi Indian Restaurant at 4004 Chestnut Street. And I'll tell you why I picked these guys. Uh I was a basic eater. I didn't go beyond my 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 box. I didn't go outside the box. And I went to uh, you know New Delhi and I tried it you know with the buffet because they have the buffet there. Yep. And that yep. was my first introduction at the age of twenty. Because as you if you read my book, which we'll have a commercial for later, my mother was a five star cook, so I always ate at home. But when I was nineteen or twenty, I kind of start going out. And New Delhi was my first restaurant, 4004 Chestnut. I tried their buffet, and I fell in love with Indian cuisine. And that's how it, it turned me on to Laxmi's Karma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masala Kitchen, 1211 Walnut, Cotty Rolls. I'm telling you, you guys work down in, in Center City, and you need to grab and go. This is it. I mean, it, it, in my, you see, I'm a regular guy. I would call it a burrito. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I would. That's what I would do. This is... Uh, but uh, it looks just like a burrito. Yeah. All right, John. Uh, what What is your Indian cuisine picks? Uh, well, let's see. Well, sadly, um, sadly, sadly, my <laughs> when you fa- start off a sentence, with I know. sadly, <laughs> my 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 the place I really liked, unfortunately, no, it no longer has a oh, New okay. Jersey location, right. and that's Indie Blue, oh, which okay. I liked in Collinswood. They were really really fabulous. They still have a Philadelphia location, yeah. which is great, but the Collinswood, um, there was an issue with the building, and they decided to not. Re-up, so they decided to just to keep the Philly location. That location is now, of course, now Portion Proper, right. which just opened. But uh, they were, between the food and the ambiance, it was like my favorite Indian place right. in South Jersey. And what's your most exciting thing, because you are the guy when it comes to the food restaurant <laughs> news. Uh, see, hear him on Small Bites, uh, wildfireradio.com, download Small Bites, and you can uh, hear, John, what is the thing you're most looking forward to as far as restaurant openings, events? Well, I'm actually looking forward to a lot of the stuff that's opening down Atlantic City. And I don't mean the casino stuff. I mean the stuff that's off the casino now. What's really exciting on uh, Tennessee Avenue, St. James Place, and New York Avenue, if you remember your Monopoly board, those are the orange properties. (laughs) Okay. They're calling this the Orange Loop. So they're developing uh, restaurants and things down there. Um, They're just open. The Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall is just opening up. It's a fabulous-looking beer hall. Uh, there's a place there called Maid, which the woman used to be, Deb Pelgrin used to be an executive pastry chef at the casinos. She is now doing her own thing with her husband. She makes her own chocolate. When I say make her own chocolate, she starts from the bean wow. and roasts them and makes her own wow. chocolate. she starts at the bean. <laughs> so you wow. get chocolates, and they make chocolate-infused cocktails. So it's chocolate and cocktails. Nice. That's all they do. That's beautiful. It's fabulous. That is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. uh, before I get a thousand emails, J. Cole is on vacation, just so everyone knows he's not going to be here uh, today. J- uh, John Howard Fusco, the uh, author of the book, Culinary uh, Trips of Cape May. History of Cape May. Culinary yeah. History of Cape May. <laughs> Nobody knows my book either. <laughs> Culinary History of Cape May. Uh, the author is John Howard Fusco. Uh, you can find it at Amazon and yep. Barnes and Noble, but also go to wildfireradio.com and download Small Bites because John does a great job. Uh, I've actually tweeted you saying how great your uh, segments are on that show. Masala Kitchen. 1211 Walnut Street. They, I just saw a comedy routine where the guy says everyone on the podcast talks like the Masala Kitchen. 1211. Uh, 1211 Walnut Street. Uh, I would highly recommend it, uh, their bur- biryani. Biryani, yeah. 
which is completely delicious if you go there. But also the Cotty Rolls, K-A-T-I. Because I, yes. I get reprimanded about my uh, pronunciation. But uh, Cotty Rolls are also fantastic. Uh, another good thing about these guys is if you're in Center City, I know a lot of people, uh, I ain't got time for lunch. You know, I got, I got 15 minutes to get out of here. You can get a Cotty Roll and, and yeah. be on your way. And, uh, exactly. It's just like a burrito. Uh, also, uh, don't forget to buy their sauces. They make their own white sauce and hot sauce. Dining on a Dime at Yahoo.com, at Dining on a Dime 1 on Twitter. Uh, I work really hard on the Facebook page, Dining on a Dime on Facebook. Uh, next, uh, uh, download it, uh, it. Give us a review on iTunes tomorrow. Because uh, uh, I'll read it just like I did today. I'm not threatening. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to read it. It's not a threat. It's a promise. It's not a threat or it's a promise. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy your week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. By Dining on the Dime's own Kevin Wilson at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Be sure to download John Cole's other two podcasts, The Food Truck Authority and Foodin' Around with Tony Luke at wildfireradio.com. <laughs>